Hey guys, I'm Valerie. And I'm Jasmine, and this is Crafts, Drafts, and Crime. We are um, today going to be talking about a pretty sensitive subject, and we're going to be talking about suicide. So we just want to give a trigger warning right now and encourage anyone who has been considering suicide to please reach out to someone. Like if you've been looking for a sign, this is your sign. And I also want to announce that at the end of this episode on Akikahara, we are going to give some resources for suicide prevention, and then we are also going to do a quick intermission advertisement and tell you a high-profile crime story from Japan that has recently like had progress in its trial. So stay tuned for that creepy story afterward. Um, our sources real quick are Japan Times, CNN, World Health Organization, Mental Floss, New York Times, Best Life Online, Medium, The Guardian, Statista, BBC, and the Straight Times Asia. So today we're actually going to be doing another like duet episode like we did for the Powell family. So Jasmine, go ahead and start us. Okay, so I practiced this, I don't know how many times before we started. I'm, I'm going to go for Akigahara. That's correct. Yes, is thirty square kilometer is a thirty square kilometer forest, also known as the Sea of Trees, because it's dense forest and foliage. The trees are so dense and close that it's hard for wind and wildlife to soar through it, giving it a deafening silence. There is some wildlife, such as foxes, deer, rabbits, and squirrels. Um, it's immediately next to Mount Fuji, and has a lava rock floor. Um, this also allows tree roots to grow in strange patterns across the ground. And you've seen some pictures of this, right? Like, it's crazy. Like, there's tree roots yeah. everywhere, and also some of the trees are, like, curved. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Right. And for some reason, one of the pictures that I saw, it kind of looked like all the trees stopped at the same height. Yeah, it's it is pretty crazy looking. So please, I mean, we're going to post pictures on the Instagram, of course. So please look it up if you haven't seen this before. It's also, yeah, it's definitely. so dense that phone signal, GPS, and compasses don't always work in the forest. And people like to attribute the weird compass behavior, especially to like paranormal activity. But because of the lava rock from Mount Fuji, it actually has a super high iron content, which changes how the magnetism in the forest interacts with devices. So it kind of messes up with the compass. And people could typically use like, tape or ribbons to mark their paths and they'll put it on trees that way they can find their way back out they like to visit the forest and the surrounding area of mount fuji because there are ice caves bat caves wing caves and hiking trails there but unfortunately akikahara is better known as the suicide forest yeah um the dark history of this forest begins with a legend that some um argue isn't true um stay which translates to abandoning the old woman would occur in some situations if a family had too many mouths to feed during tough times. To alleviate this, they would lure an old family member to the forest and abandon them to die. It is thought that those who died in this way haunt the forest. Additionally, there is a mythical bird, Tengu, that haunts the forest. And you know what? I did hear about that and I totally forgot. The Tengu? It would not the tangu the part about um oh, the abaste yeah yeah that is so crazy it is and the tangu is supposed to be like a demon bird which I don't know what makes a bird a demon but I don't want to find out so legend has it that when a person dies a sudden death, they become a Yuri, which is a ghost. So their spirit is used to, quote, transfer the rage and anger onto those who wander their way. 
So people who visit the forest claim that they feel anxious, fear, and panic, like out of the middle of nowhere when they're in the forest. But worse, they feel that the spirits are encouraging them to take their own life. The less sinister version of this legend is that if a person has harbored a deep depression, hatred, anger, or vengeance when they died, they become a Yuri and their soul cannot leave the world. So then they um they like start to affect those who are under the same sort of mindset that they were when they died, who crossed their path, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so the force was popularized, uh, popularized by author Matsumoto, who wrote Kuroi Jukai, I'm sure I messed that up, uh, meaning the Black Forest, in which a heartbroken person goes there to commit suicide. Then Sarumi, okay, um, wrote a book called The Complete Manual of Suicide and called Akigahara, The Perfect Place to Die. That's so eerie. I know. That's so fucked. It really is. Um, in Japan, suicide isn't stigmatized in the same way it is in the U.S. Traditionally, it actually was considered honorable to perform seppaka or harakiri, meaning to commit suicide by disembowelment. Um, originally, it was done by samurai in place of being taken by the enemy, but later was done by other Japanese persons to give honor to their, to their family. So basically the complete opposite of how we treat it in the U.S. Right. And that's that's kind of, like, refreshing in a way. Like, not the thought of suicide, but just that they're, like, these people still mean something. I know. Like, I don't know how to really explain it. Like, I don't, like, it just, I don't know. (laughs) We gotta be careful on this one. (laughs) I know. So, according to the World Health Organization, Japan currently has 15.4 suicides per 100,000 people. The U.S., for comparison, has 12.6. In 2010, Japan was up to 25.8 per 100,000 people, which is an astronomical number. It's insane. Um, And again, because the samurai, it's not a samurai, like, tradition anymore and just regular people are doing it, like, that sucks. Yeah, definitely. Like, it makes at least more sense in, a be- like, when, you know, when they're in a fighting. Anyways. So, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, California, is actually the world's top suicide destination, with Akigahara coming in second. Though this happens year-round, the peak season for suicide in the forest is in March, which is at the end of Japan's fiscal year. The most common form of suicide in Akigahara is by hanging, with the second most common being by overdose. Frequently, people leave behind belongings next to where they complete suicide. Pictures of loved ones are the most common possession to find, and suicide notes are really rare because it makes it less private for the person taking their life. Um, Really quick, um, I did, so remember I was telling you there's a movie called The Forest? Yes. um, That's about the suicide forest, and... Along with like the pictures and their personal belongings, a lot of times people find tents, like where people don't bother taking their tents down, you know, before they do this. So there's like a shit ton of tents out in that forest. Yeah, we actually will we'll talk about that in a minute here too. But oh, I almost... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You like to get ahead of the game every single time we talk. <laughs> but I appreciate where your head's at. No, you're fine. Um, it is, yeah. It's it's really interesting. It's really fascinating, and it's really terrible, honestly. Yeah, it is. Sorry, guys, I'm still sick. Um, 
So psychiatrists and anthropologists have spent a lot of time analyzing the psychology of this and have spectated that people think if they commit suicide in the forest, they aren't dying alone. In fact, some people believe that leaving the victims alone after their death is bad luck for their ghosts. Authorities are actually assigned to go out, go and cut down suicide victims from these trees throughout the year. When bodies are found, they are placed in a room next to the forest, but never alone. If left alone, legend says that the Yuri will scream and move around. If no other dead body is in the room, an authority uh, figure must stay with the body. Which, really quick, makes sense, because in that movie, I forgot when we were talking about this earlier, that um, when the girl goes to um, look for her sister she stops at this place that's literally on across the street from the forest and they have a room with the dead bodies in there that's, and she has yeah. to go and identify see if she can find her sister in there which that didn't click to me earlier but yeah yeah that's it's pretty creepy i can't imagine having to be one of the people who goes and cuts down victims that's horrifying like i can't imagine like how how somebody could do that like i mean it's obviously it's an important thing that way there's not you know bodies just continuing to hang in the forest but oh my god that's awful yeah so in 2010 over 200 persons attempted suicide in the forest 54 of those completed suicide of those who attempted suicide 57 percent were unemployed so um, I'm not sure about you, but I'm not really 100% with politics in other countries. So in 2009, there was a huge recession that hit Japan and it affected a lot of people. So exact suicide numbers are actually no longer public because Japan doesn't want to further populize the area, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into the politics of other areas. They're leaving our country. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's scary. Um, camping in the area is legal but frowned upon it is thought that those who camp in the forest are contemplating taking their life but haven't decided for sure when caught authorities will encourage these people to leave reviews on google are disgusting and include phrases like the human swings were cool would appreciate if people hanging up halloween decorations would take them down campers are very silent and did not move at all maybe they will be less shy next time and came out alive it's disgusting like i can't believe that people mock it like i just want to be very clear because i know that the way that our tone is in a lot of our podcasts like we are never ever making fun of people who are victims and suicide victims are victims definitely and i'm sure you can tell by like our tone in this specific episode like you're gonna see like we're we're not playing games the way we usually like we joke around and stuff no this is serious like we don't we're not messing with this and um, i just can't believe the audacity of so i mean and those are just a couple of things that people have said like the reviews on google i mean do not unless you want to get in a rage do not go look at them like i can't believe that people go there and then they joke about it it's disgusting like, what the fuck is wrong with you like it must be like, nice it- to be in such a place yeah. in your mind where you think that you can joke about things like suicide Like, to give no shits about anybody. Like, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, it's, like, one thing to have, like, a morbid sense of um, humor, but that's just not even, not okay on any level. No, it's not. Um, Yeah, no. And so, like, at the entrance of the forest, there's a sign that reads, Life is a precious gift, 
quietly think once more about your parents, siblings, or children. Please don't suffer alone and first reach out. Oh, that pulled at my heart. I know. They have signs throughout the forest, apparently, too, that, like, encourage people to, like, think positively and things like this, which is, I mean, I'm so happy that they have that. Um, I know. And I think this is a really good time to talk about it, too, because with COVID, unemployment's super high. I apologize. I'm not going to mention every country when I read the statistics, but I wanted to compare my own country, and especially because most of our listeners are from the U.S., to Japan. So in March, before COVID hit, the USA was at a 4.4% of unemployment. By April, the very next month, 14.7%. The most recent update has us at 6.7%, which is significantly improved, but still very high and still 2.3% higher than before COVID. So in March, Japan had an unemployment rate of 2.5%. In April, it was 2.4%, but their numbers have only gotten worse. And now Japan has an unemployment rate of 2.9%. I know this doesn't seem like a huge jump when you're comparing it to the U.S., So directly from the Statistics Bureau of Japan, they said, quote, the number of unemployed persons in November of 2020 was 1.95 million, an increase of 440,000 from the previous year. That's a lot of people. That is a scary amount of people without jobs. And like, I can, I can like empathize with them. Because it is scary, especially if you have children and you're unemployed and you don't know where you're going to get your next meal from. It's it's crazy. It makes sense. Not that I would ever encourage it, but I can see how somebody can get to the point of considering, you know, I forget it. Yeah. It's, I know, it's awful. I it's awful. And I wish that things didn't have to be that way for anybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know... I also wanted to mention that Logan Paul, um, which, you know, he is a famous YouTuber. Um, I personally didn't like him anyways. He was really annoying. I've never heard of him um, until this. Oh, he's fucking annoying. I think it was because he's, like, super rich and gives away cars and shit. I guess that's why. <laughs> <He's annoying. laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'll never be that rich. But anyways, no. Just serious. So, anyway, so, you know, he gave a lot of international attention to the forest. Um, and he's actually being officially sued for $3.5 million because a few years ago, this doofus posted a YouTube video that they're, um, they're at the forest um, that included, included a suicide victim in it. Long story short, Plainless Pictures, a, pro- a production company, did a lot of work with Logan. And after this video, they lost their contract with Google. So they're suing Logan for that contract money. Good for them. I know. That video has since been taken down and he made this like apology video or whatever. But it is disgusting that he would do that. Right. And I actually still like when I first like Googled the suicide forest um, when we were talking about it the other day um in one of the pictures you can see like the still shot of him and then the body in the background oh i did not look at that i just i just hate it and what sucks too is that when you google things about akigahara he comes up straight away and it's really annoying that some idiot youtuber is the first thing that pops up when we're discussing the fact that so many people have taken their lives and how awful it is but this dumbass pops up on your search first 
It's awful. Exactly. Like, it's... No, uh, I hate it. I hate it. So, obviously, this is a hard time for everybody. And if you find yourself in a spot that you feel you cannot get out of and you need help, please reach out to somebody. Reach out to a close friend, a person of authority, someone you trust, or there's a couple contacts that can help you. So, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Japan's Suicide Prevention Hotline is 810-352-869-090. Or if you live in a different country, you can go to opencounseling.com slash suicide-hotlines, and you can actually find your country's number there. So... We are going to do a really quick break, and then we are going to come back and tell you about something else crazy that's been going on in Japan. So the second half of this episode, we are going to be talking about Takahiro Shirashi. I don't know how to say his last name. I don't care. He's an asshole. We don't care. Takahiro. So the problem with social media is that someone expressing negative feelings can get encouragement from a lot of people, but some people can also worsen their feelings. And Takahiro, who's 27 years old, was 27 years old, excuse me, decided to take advantage of people in this vulnerable state. So this story takes place in Zama, which is just outside of Tokyo, Japan. Oh boy, I don't like where this is headed. So... On October 31st, 2017, a man was looking for his 23-year-old sister who disappeared. He decided to look for clues on a Twitter account when he found a damning post. She was seeking someone to kill herself with. Someone responded. He directed that username and the post to the police who set up a sting operation and approached Takahiro at his apartment. They asked about the whereabouts of the missing girl, to which he pointed to a cooler. Fuck. His apartment was immediately <laughs> Sorry, it's not called. Funny. <laughs> I know. Um, his apartment was immediately called the House of Horrors because in it they found nine dismembered bodies, eight women and one man. The dismembered body parts were distributed throughout coolers and toolboxes. So Takahiro had worked as an escort. 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 Recruiter in the red light district of Tokyo. If there, it was there that he discovered that he could seduce and trick women for money. It was all a game to him until one woman wanted the money back that she had lent him, and instead of giving it back, he decided to murder her because that's obviously the next logical step. So during his trial, this is what he said of this decision: "Quote." I had a hard time making up my mind to do it, but I had done illegal things on a daily basis as part of my work as a scout and had internalized the idea that it's only a problem if you get caught. It took him three days to dismember her body. When her boyfriend asked Takahiro if he knew where she was, he thought that he was suspicious of him, so he decided to kill him too. Oh, well, there's the one man. Yep. Um, the, uh, no, I don't like him. Um, the identities of all his victims are private. Here's what we do know. Takahiro lured eight women to his apartment under the guise of helping them or joining them to complete suicide. Once they arrived, he would drug them, sexually assault them, and then murder them. Once they were dead, he would hack off their flesh, put it in the trash, and cover it in cat litter to disguise the smell. He kept their body parts and their heads. 
Several of his victims were teenagers and none were over 30. So Takahiro told police that he didn't get rid of the bodies because he thought that he would get caught if they were found. He called all of his victims, quote, objects of desire. He has been dubbed the Twitter killer and committed all of his heinous acts between August and October of 2017. That is a lot of people in a very short time frame. He also had the audacity after getting arrested to say that when he is in jail, he hopes that he meets an ordinary girl and can get married. Bitch, you're not ordinary, stupid. Bitch, you don't, you're, you're in jail. Fuck off. You don't deserve anything. Fucking piece of shit. Um... On October 1st, 2020, Takahiro confessed to all nine murders. On December 15th, 2020, he was sentenced to death. In Japan, there are currently 112 people on death row. Death is executed by hanging, and the day is not predetermined. This means that the person has to sit in their cell every day, not knowing if it's going to be their last. Can I just fucking say that is beautiful? I love it. And a lot of people probably have a lot of issues with this, but hear me out. For somebody who has done something so disgusting that they're going to be put on death row, and Japan is not the way that, like, the United States is where a lot of people get put on death row. There's 112 people. Like, they're pretty stingy about it, which is reasonable. And not knowing, like, they deserve to sit in that torture, in my opinion, not knowing when their last day is going to be. Exactly. I think that's a good punishment. It could be tomorrow, or it could be today. They'll never know. Or it could be in five years. Right. And think about it. So, yeah, that is, um, I just thought that was an interesting link, because um, he was encouraging people to commit suicide, which is just so fucked. It is, and it's like, Honestly, when we started, when you started telling me about this, it made me think of that um, girl who encouraged her boyfriend to commit suicide. Yes, Michelle Carter. Is that the one? Yeah, I don't know. Her eyebrows are disgusting. Yeah, Um, that's the girl. (laughs) I know because the eyebrow comment. Yeah, (laughs) she, yeah, I know. Anyways, thank you guys for continuing to listen. Um, We hope that you are enjoying season five so far. Um, We are currently working on what we're going to be doing for season six, and we will announce it as always at the last episode of the season. So if you want to look at pictures from this episode, our Instagram is at Crafts, Dress, and Crime. Our Facebook Facebook is at Crafts, Dress, and Crime. Twitter at Crime. And send us a Gmail. At craftsdressandcrime at gmail.com. Woo woo. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.